1: Sarah and Casey here and this is Discovering Trek Enterprise. <laughs> Welcome to what the first frontier. We two loud eaters are back to chit-chat about another episode of course about Enterprise. This is the first full series watch through for Sarah and it's a rewatch for me. Today we are talking about Voxola. This episode originally showed up mm. on your airwaves, cable box, about what, or the UPN, United Paramount Network, I think it was then, 20 years ago on May 1st, 2002. So, if in the last couple of decades you haven't watched this episode, swaddle yourself in a tight, tight cocoon and give this episode a gander. You can put us on pause, fire up Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime, Netflix, physical discs, watch Voxola at your own risk. Well, then come back here and listen to us joyfully talk about this episode snack-free. That is your non-Warner spoiler winner. Let's get to it.
0: <laughs> no love lost. All right. Before we discuss the episode Vox Sola, we want to remind you that we want to hear from our listeners about everything Enterprise. So how can y'all get in touch with us with your thoughts on the first season of Star Trek Enterprise?
1: Well, if they're super excited about the episode Vox Sola, there's tons of ways they could come and talk with us Just send us <laughs> and give us a message. Of course, you could go to trekgeeks.com slash contact and leave an email to give us your thoughts on Twitter or Facebook. All you have to do is search for Discovering Trek and you can leave us a message there as well. Heck, you can leave us a voicemail by visiting our website, trekgeeks.com, and click on the big blue button. Avoid the red, orange, green, or purple one. Just the blue button, please. Remember that any comments you leave us might be used in a future episode of Discovering Trek where we won't be discussing Sola. So enough of this. Onto the damn pie chart.
0: Yeah. Let's get this over with. <laughs> exactly. I give it one slice of pie. You want to know what kind of pie it is? It's that 99 cent slice of pizza that you get after way too much drinking when you're stumbling home to find a bus to get you home. And it's like thin and it ain't uh, cheese, but it's cheese.
1: Uh, that's
0: that's what I give this episode is that one slice of 99 cent.
1: Pie. Okay. I gotcha. Well, while you're drunk and your slice of pie, I think my two slices of pie will make you throw up. Because it reminded me of a raisin apricot chicken gizzards concoction. Something that's there and go, why would anybody want to eat this?
0: Why is (sighs) this a thing?
1: So, um, yeah. I don't don't
0: even have anything to say about why I gave it one. I think it was just a boring, dumb, stupid, pointless, crappy episode. And I literally remember nothing except that there was like spider webs everywhere. (laughs)
1: Or well, I think alien. You, have, you do have something to say why you came the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't have anything specific and thoughtful.
0: No, <laughs> like it's no, just complaining. Nothing
1: <laughs> memorable from no. Voxola. Hmm. Okay. Well, then I'm I am very intrigued to hear your lyrical masterpiece on this. Not so much of a masterpiece of an episode, my friend. Cool. I don't have one because this was yours to do. Oh, I was supposed to do it? Okay, I guess I'll just think of one off the top of my head. Oh, you know, all right. I'm, I'm so great at these. Hmm. Let me think. Okay, so just randomly. Okay. As we hustle and bustle down the ship's corridor, an alien species and the crew hyperbolize about an unsaid horror. A first contact meeting is cut quite abrupt. The crew doesn't know why. They did something wrong, but what? As the Christians, I think I I think there's a T in there. Cretasins, Critassans? Cardassians. Okay, as the Cardassians need to go to their ship, along <laughs> creeps a creature into the airlock with a slip. And we know it's not Kardashians or Cardassians. No. A bit later in Cargo Bay two, the creature is found. It wraps up Rostov, Kelly, Trip and the Cap all tightly bound. The gooped up crew and the creature become integrated, their minds meeting, while Tapal and Hoshi have a poorly written spat showing the writer's memories of past episodes is quite fleeting. in Tapal's attempt to incapacitate the gooey thing fails. The radiation hurts the humans like a bed made of nails. Hoshi and Tapal work together, Using aspects and talents of their respective vocations, Travis says a sincere apology to get the homeworld location. The being is brought to its home. It's one entity. The creature is as big as the eye can see. Thankfully, end of episode.
0: I can't believe you did that just off the top of your head. Just spitting rhymes like you're... You know,
1: Eminem you know, or something. I I don't want to like embarrass you or other people when you have to write years down.
0: Mm.
1: And so I I fake that I'm really crappy at doing this. But <laughs> yes, yes, off the top of my head, that wow. just just came there.
0: You're and you prodigy. know what?
1: Mm. Yes, let's call it that. <laughs> oh God. Uh. Do you have thoughts about this episode?
0: I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't remember any of them at this point now because I literally watched all of these like a month ago, and the show does not stick with me. I just remember thinking it was it was gross. They're all wrapped up in alien goo or gooby, some gooby. kind of what? Who knows where that came from? Uh, uh, yeah. Some people uh, pay big bucks for that Yeah, kind
1: of it's a yuck, um It's a yeah, yuck it's awesome. of an episode, isn't it? It's just...
0: Yeah, it just, and I don't remember how they got out of it. I don't remember how they lived. I think it, it just very much was like a, well, it's either us or them, so let's save our people. And they're yeah. communicating through them or something? I don't
1: know. They, yeah, I mean, like this this whole BS that Paul and Hoshi are now having friction in this episode after previously... They bonded. They, they work together. Well, they, they're trusting yeah. each other. Don't make so them catty like,
0: chicks that fight with each other.
1: And I was like, like that. that's why I go, did, did you really not watch or read any of the previous scripts or, mm. or what? So yeah, that, that friction stuff was hilariously bad. Um, we, we saw new crew members that we'd never met before and didn't care about. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay. Emotionally hard to get into that. Uh, very silly conflict with the crutessence, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so, okay. But so my, like one shining moment of this episode was once again, Travis saves the day. Yeah. Like, like he did in fortunate son, you know, he's able to, to bring the sincerity and, you know, get things done that, uh, others weren't, uh, we see Von Armstrong, who usually plays Admiral Forrest. He's the alien captain. So, you know, that that's a little bit of fun. But, and then, the, okay, what, what two things here. Huge bummer for Roxanne Dawson getting this directing assignment. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know if it was random or just stuff on a whiteboard. And, you know, they just list the episodes and they list the directors, but blah. And then, uh, so for our aliens, the, the ultimate taboo is to see someone eating. And I just went, how? Now, they kind of sort of explain it a little bit. It's like, oh, well, we eat in private. But it's like, is there shame with the species when, when they're feeding their newborns or their toddlers? And if aren't they going out? Like little ones, you know? When when they want a snack, it doesn't matter where you are. It's like. I'm hungry, I'm gonna have a meltdown. I want some string cheese now. Or, you know, I don't know, whatever, cookies, craisins, raisins, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, all of this, all this episode felt. Yeah. Um, just like, <clears throat> if you want a filler episode, this 100% felt yeah. like a filler episode because there's no ramifications of anything from, from point totally. one to the, but you know, it does have ramifications. What can you think? It might be ramifications for how much room or storage you would have in your house.
0: Ooh, fansets. You got it. Yeah, I knew you were going there. I just wanted to make you work for
1: it. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. What do you think about fansets, Sarah?
0: I think that the Discovering Trek listeners uh, want to hear us talk about how we like to thank our friends over at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor on Discovering Trek. The Fansets crew are always working to put out the best product available and continue to come up with new designs and product releases. There are more wonderful products out right now. There's always the expanding line of character pins and series and movie ship pins and stuff from all of your favorite Trek series and Delta pins. And then of course there's items that are not Trek related Like Rick and Morty, DC Comics, Harry Potter, because I'll say that one every time because I love Harry Potter, and the Ah. fantasy world of Erwin Allen. There are loads of pins and accessories for you at fansets.com. So right after listening to us, go to fansets.com, scroll along all the amazing pins offered, and then load up your cart, and you put in that special code word, and you know what it is. It's Discovering Trek in caps, no spaces. And that's going to get you 10% off your entire order, people. What? Right, and don't forget, if you're in the U.S. and spend more than thirty bucks, you will also get some free shipping.
1: FanSets, our pins have character, and we thank our friends at FanSets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network.
0: All right, and that does it for this episode of Discovering (laughs) Trek Voxel. (laughs)
1: Voxola.
0: I got nothing mm. else to say about this. Um, but, you know, the chef does still work and is still doing their best to put something together. And it's only fair that we at least acknowledge that the chef has cooked something. So what have you got for us?
1: There you go. Well, uh, you know, today's, today's special <laughs> isn't that special. Chef kind of phoned in this meal, basing it off a similar meal. So I think the only thing that kept hitting me in the head that propelled me to think about other franchises was this, this a very homage episode to me. It's just like, Hey, someone was right. thinking about alien and that's like, Hey, let's, let's okay. We could base something off of that. So chef slash, then my question for you, Sarah, and for everybody who's listening, it's like, do homages to other films work for you? And I'll give you a couple examples here. We can think stuff through. It's like, you know, a good example here is the Star Wars opening crawl. That's a nod to serials like Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers that had influenced Mr. Lucas. Notice I right. said Mr. Lucas. Uh, things like in uh, Return of the King, Christopher Lee Soramon dies by being impaled. Now, earlier in his career, anyone who had watched a lot of horror movies, hammer horror movies knew he had played dracula who had been staked through the heart so there's little things like that my my favorite is pulp fiction and psycho because it's like you know marion decides to flee with her boss's money so she can start over she's leaving town stops at a traffic light <gasps> who walks right in front of a car her boss okay pulp fiction similar scene with butch having you know botched the boxing match for his own benefit gonna get out of town who's walking in front of his car at a traffic light it's marcellus and it's like okay that was fun but in this in this episode it to me it felt that uh it wasn't like an homage it was a massive crutch of here we'll just we'll just put him in the web oh yeah alien webby
0: I can't even believe you managed to find a way to have a conversation that included Enterprise and a reference to something as amazing as Pulp Fiction. Like, frankly, the two of them are completely different. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I get what you're going with it. And I love, I love a good homage. And I think Quentin Tarantino is the king of of uh, throwbacks and appreciation for mm. a style. And and he's a lover of cinema in general. And so any of his movies are going to have a million different little hints and and tributes and i find that to be with a few different people where you're you're watching um something jj abrams or or something Mm. um uh, he's another one that i would think would be a big one and you see these little nods to maybe indiana jones or or um seth mcfarlane does a great job uh in a lot of family guy and things where he plays tribute to um iconic classic scenes and references whether it's 80s movies or 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 Star Wars or whatever. I love that kind of stuff because if you're a fan of it and you see it, you're, it's it's exciting. Yeah. So right, you know. There and I think go. it shows people who I show. I think it really actually stands out. Writers, directors uh, that are true movie nerds, cinephile nerds from mm-hmm. just people who want to make money and 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 be in the game. And I think those are the things. That, and it's, and it's no different than musicians or or writers. If you truly love your craft you probably know a lot about it and a lot of different things about it. And you're going to find ways to incorporate what you love into what you love. And it's, it's all that recipe for delicious thing. And this did not do that. (laughs) And it, and it, and it failed so miserably in this episode, but they have managed to do great touchbacks in previous episodes whether it's bringing in mm-hmm. cast members that we know and love like when we got to see Renee or we saw yeah. Ethan or they make mention of little things and drop those little hints of you know the prime directive or mm-hmm. I mean th- it can be done I just think that this is a really good example of someone had a really good idea and they didn't know how to express it and translate it into an actual episode for people to write and it fell flat uh,
1: yeah and and where where are any ramifications? It's like from point zero of this episode to to then at the end, it's like, oh, everything was reset. Like really nothing happened except we found out, oh, they don't want to see you eat.
0: They should have and put this episode, I kind guess, of like, episode time. three of the season because to go through so many fantastic episodes and then be hit with this near the yeah. end of the season, you're like, what is this?
1: The frying pan to the face. Oh, That's just, bro- Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and you know, it's no. very interesting what you were bringing up with with J.J. J. Abrams. I don't know if you had read this week, but J.J. J. Abrams and his father had been at a screening of Escape from New York before it came out. Okay. And J.J. J. Abrams, like, asked a question at the end. and He's like, hey, what happened to Adrian Barbeau's character? And it, eventually what they did is John Carpenter, like, shot a little additional scene showing that her character for sure died because J.J. had brought this up in a preview screening. And J.J. Abrams' dad, I believe if I read this correctly, had made a comment saying, we don't need to see this scene at the beginning of Snake Plissken being arrested for whatever crimes just started at the beginning where he's kind of this myth. And it's more mythical for him to just already be caught for something than to see what he was caught for. Hmm. And so I just thought about it go, wow, this is where, you know, like you were saying, JJ Abrams bringing stuff in. It's like, he's been a fan for quite some time. And I had no clue about any of this, about Escape from New York. And it just, I was like, you know, there, there is that what you're saying. If you love what you love, you're watching a lot of it. If you're a writer, you're reading a lot, write a lot for musicians i you know they're always listening to each other and, and gleaming what wonderful things they can get and hopefully our next episode we'll get something gleaming that's good to get because that ends it for our discussion of voxola
0: oh but wait I think we need to point out one more thing that's horrid about this episode. The continuity error of the fact that when Archer and Tucker are captured by the alien, they're in their civilian clothes from watching the water polo match while off duty. And at the end, when the alien releases them, they're both in their uniform.
1: (laughs) Come on, people, figure it out! (laughs) I flat out was so disinterested in this episode, I didn't notice that at all. I I just got it
0: from internet movie database. I was like, there's gotta be something like a goof here that's funny to mention or something. (laughs) Yeah, there's just a bunch of other stuff. Nothing that interesting. But that one was good. I love a good continuity error. That's That's a good one for.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. But that does it. So then does that conclude our coverage of Voxola? Okay. Well, ladies, gentlemen, cats, dogs, bird lovers everywhere, we'll be back next time to discuss a Vulcan-centric story in Fallen Hero. As we continue to celebrate the 20th anniversary year of Enterprise. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or by heading to DiscoveringTrek.com. You can find us on Twitter at crazily enough Discovering Trek. We'd love no to hear way. from you.
0: Yes, no way. way. Oh <laughs> my god. It's you are enjoying what we are doing here on Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters pins from fansets and our exclusive Trek Geeks Podcast Network t-shirt. Ooh. We would like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek. Thank you for all of your support. Those producers are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Chris Tribuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and Jess Vachon. But don't forget oh, don't forget the Senior Producer of Discovering Trek
1: is Jude Chapman how could we ever forget Jude right on if you would like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or get access to the raw audio for Discovering Trek episodes head on over to patreon.com slash Geeks for all the details now that the webs are gone from Voxola two to female uh, you get me out of here no chit chat, no laughing, done
0: done music for discovering trek is provided by five-year mission they're writing an original song for each episode of star trek hear more of their music at 5 discovering trek is a production of coconut media works executive producers bill smith and dan davidson